Hello, listener world. I'm Tyler. I'm JT. I'm Pete. I'm Craig. And we are breaking down another horror movie on today's episode of Scared Smithless. Enough time for one more story. Okay, today is Friday the 13th, part 3, in 3D. And we're doing this one around candlelight, because our power is out. Yeah, we really set the mood tonight, guys. I am um, so scared. Just a quick... And yes, I did pay my power bill. We had a big storm tonight and the power went out so what better way to yeah. record a breakdown of a horror movie than a dark lit room yeah, we have the mood yeah exactly we have a candle lighting the room right now and other than that in the dark so what was the scent again craig it is campfire scent. perfect <laughs> even even though technically this wasn't at a camp conveniently yeah close enough yeah <laughs> so part three yeah this this one has some firsts in it First of all, like we said, it is in 3D, which was a big thing at the time. Mm -hmm. Peter actually tallied up all of the clearly shot, framed for the 3D camera in the movie. How many did you come up with, Peter? I count at least tw at least 28. Wow. 28. So uh, the movie's in 3D, but there there are also times when a scene, sometimes gratuitously, yeah, there's there the only reason it is in the movie is to say, "Hey, look what we can do." Woo! Yeah. Coming right at you. This one came out in 1982. 82. Okay, so we've gone three years in a row. 80, 81, and 82, we've had a Friday the 13th movie. Who directed this one? The same guy who did the second one. Steve okay. Miner. Gotcha. I believe it's the only one that was back-to-back, -back, same director. I think you're right. Cinematic genius. Yeah. Actually, I know you're right. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we've got the same director as number two. We start off with a unnecessarily long recap of part two. Definitely, definitely one as long as an opening as part two. Though. Right, but I mean, it it, yeah. it showed like pretty much the last ten minutes of yeah. part two. So we've yeah. got uh, reintroduced to Jenny in case we've forgotten about our final girl from part two. And Jenny, it's the part where she's made it into Jason's shack. It's it's his it's his house. Yeah. <laughs> his humble abode. That's made out of trash and pieces of portland. It has a toilet. Yeah. Again, a humble yeah. abode. <laughs> So it's basically where we left off last time, where Jenny is putting on Pamela Voorhees' nasty sweater and trying to convince sackcloth Jason that she is his mother. Yeah. Yep. So we don't need to go into too much detail about that. Just understand that the beginning of this film is literally the last ten minutes of part two. It's, ba it's basically all it leads up to is seeing him... Getting up and walking. Away and the, right, much. the only new part that we don't see in part two is after she buries a machete yeah. in his shoulder slash collarbone, and they leave. It shows Jason slide away, like crawl away. And yeah. you see this mask that clearly was a white, a white pillowcase. Yeah, yes. pretty much. And not, I think it was like a potato sack. That was not the one that he carved one eye hole out of. No, no. this was like a bleached white pillowcase. Yeah. <laughs> So we pick up part three starts. 3D titles too. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so we get. We I kind of got like 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 the original Superman vibes from it. How it kind of does flew yeah. at you. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> they oh, they were. They said we're filming this in 3D and we are going all out. Yeah. 
in the third dimension. Yeah. The tagline's like a, a whole new dimension of terror. <laughs> a whole new dimension of terror. So we pick up after our awesome 3D yeah, oh, yeah. opening credits. Oh, totally. Howard and Edna. So this is this is the night. Is it the night after? Maybe. I. Th we might be one day later. I don't think it says. Night. Well, because it's, it's on the news, so I don't think they would have had it on the news that quickly. Yeah. But at the end of the second one, it's it's daytime. We see her getting cart off. Right. So this would be the following night after yeah. after part two takes off. So we've got Saturday the fourteenth. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I'm reading something about have that. The, doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> They, that's what they should have done with all of these sequels. That's what instead of part two and part three, they should have just said part two should have been Saturday the fourteenth. Yeah. Part three should have been Sunday the fifteenth. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. They made so many of these movies. We oh, might have gone around the calendar to oh, another Friday. Oh, we get a mayhem. This is the third location as far as. But all of them are in the same area. Yeah. Right. That's what I was going to mm -hmm. ask. So they, they they all take the, the part one takes place at Camp Silver Lake. Part two takes place at a neighboring camp, and then this one takes place in the same woods. Just like a cabin. Yeah, and, and, right. and, and around and it, at a cabin, right? So how big are these woods? But pretty yeah. big. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I mean, but, it takes place in New Jersey, right? I think. I think. So. That's where it's Brian. filmed. I'm assuming yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. They filmed. Uh, they filmed this one. I think some of it was in California. Okay. I think that. I think there was like one scene. I think that was filmed in uh Vera in New Jersey and... because I see a, see a sign in the back. So Howard and Edna are a lovely couple that oh, live yeah. in Silver Lake. And they run a little mom pop store. Mm hmm. Harold's kind of absent minded, in my opinion. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Was I the one that thought Edna was kind? Besides being naggy, was kind of cute. Uh, in a. Too many corollers kind of way she was yeah. cute. Yeah, for the character they were portraying her as, yeah, she was yeah. Yeah. reasonably attractive, right. I guess. She is not nice, though. No. no. I mean, Howard's walking through and they Howard have, or like, Harold? I thought it was Harold. I had Harold. Oh, yeah, it is Harold. That's Harold. right. That's right. It's Harold. Harold. Like, I just call him Mario. Mario. Yeah. He it's looks me. like <laughs> Mario the plumber. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say he's outside and ends up dropping like a pole that's keeping the clothes line up with a whole lot of sheets out there. Yeah, like almost too many. I don't know how they like, need that many sheets. Right, I'm, I was wondering. That's all that. that's hanging on the clothesline. Yeah. yeah, maybe a couple of other pair of clothes. But I'm thinking Harold may be a bedwetter. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of sheets out there. Yeah, that could be it. And then no wonder she's pissed off at him all the time. <laughs> no pun intended. Well, I was just <laughs> So, yeah, he props up a clothesline with a stick, and we get our first gratuitous yeah. 3D scene. <laughs> Coming right at you. Yeah. Yeah, she knocks it over. She's just like, you know, oh, Harold, you idiot. Or, you know, she, cuts, she is verbally abusive yeah. to Harold. Yeah. Yes. She's yeah. a nagger. Yeah. She's mad at him their entire screen time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the whole three minutes of it. Right. <laughs> she goes out there after yelling at Harold. She sees the news. She goes time. inside and she's watching TV, head full of curlers yeah. and a bathrobe. And she's watching the news broadcast of the events from part two. So she's watching them uh, load up. And see, we didn't know if Paul died. Right. But I'm a, I think he did because they talked about her being Alone. The, the survivor. Right. Yeah. They, or Jenny. They talk about Jenny being the survivor and it shows yeah. footage of her getting loaded into the You know, it's funny. I, I, I read something about like, originally the actress that played Jenny. There was supposed to be like a story about her being like in a psych ward and it's it, that's pretty much the whole movie and Jason's after her. But then she ended up oh. not doing it because of scheduling conflicts. Mm. 
So they were gonna they were gonna do like a Halloween part two style. Mm. Yeah. Plot I mean, they're already with, with sort Danny. of ripping off Halloween anyway. So yeah, why not? Right. So but well, first that, yeah, he's yeah. walking he's walking through the store. He finds a rabbit, apparently a pet rabbit. Yeah. In the produce, this bothered me a lot. Yeah. Um. the The rabbit is eating the produce inside the grocery area of the store, mm -hmm. which I mean, I guess that kind of thing might happen. But then Harold yeah. picks up the rabbit and is walking around the store eating things off of the shelves yeah. that so, are yeah. peanuts, and opening up a bottle of orange juice, yeah. taking a drink out of it, putting it back on yeah. the shelf. Yeah. This was uh, this was before the Tylenol murders. Where they were cutting the seal and putting... No, they were actually just taking the, the Tylenol out. It was back when they just had capsules. And they would uh, they put cyanide in the capsules. People are sick. So they had no idea where it came from. So that's why there's there's those aluminum safety caps on everything now. Oh, I got you. Yeah. So, anyway. So, while Harold's eating a chocolate donut, Edna jump scares him again. Which, I understand her being upset. Yeah, she makes said, the comment about the doctor said you're supposed to lose weight. I'd be making the comment of, um, we're going to get the health inspector and or OSHA in here and yeah. we're going to get shut down <laughs> right now. And yeah. it's not like they're living in luxury. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. Right. Uh -uh. Plus, they live in, like, it, it, Jason's shack looks almost as good as this place yeah. does. It, it looked like it would be in the same neighborhood. Yeah, as yeah. Except, they, except they have plumbing they were pooping, and electricity. Yeah, they were pooping in a toilet that I'm pretty sure was in their garage. Yeah. yeah. Because there was definitely electricity, right? Right, so then we then we get to the graphic audio of oh. Harold going to the restroom. <laughs> yeah. Not sure why that was necessary. Yeah, yeah and, pull, and he pulled out a thing of whiskey, too. Yep. <laughs> Just let oh. it flow on through me. Nothing like the beer poops. Yeah. yeah. And then around the same time, he puts the rabbit back in its cage. I thought this was a rabbit, like, out of the woods. Obviously, the, yeah. the evidently, these are pet rabbits. Yeah. So he goes to put it back in the cage, and the other rabbits are dead, like, butchered. Yeah. Apparently, uh... Jason got hungry. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, and there was a snake, which we get to see our next 3D shot. Oh, oh right. Clearly didn't see the wire there. <laughs> <laughs> a snake kind of jumps at, at Harold out of the rabbit cage. Yeah. And there is a marionette-style string attached to this yeah, snake. <laughs> it, was, it was more than evident. How did you miss that? Yeah. Someone lost their job. Yeah. <laughs> so, in and uh, around this, this same time, so we may not be getting this exactly in order, but this all kind of happens in sequence. Edna is walking through the through the clotheslines. Mm -hmm. We see Jason, the but, silhouette of yeah. Jason, right? And she sees half of him a couple different times walking by, and she somehow thinks it's Harold. Yeah. I don't understand how you have a, what, 5'9", probably 180-pound husband. Right. And you're mistaking a Six, six, probably <laughs> two fifty plus. Oh yeah, I loved how Jason like grew like six inches and ended up shaving. Oh right, he and he doesn't even have his overalls on. Even, he just has on like yes, jeans. Jason yeah. himself has completely changed in appearance. Between did he have a mask on? No, he no, didn't not have at a this mask point. On. No, he didn't have a mask. And usually, on. even out of the corner of your eye, your peripheral vision, you can tell if someone has a mustache because it stands out on their yeah. face. Oh, you mean oh Harold's? Yeah, yeah, the so, big old Mario mustache. Yeah, but you know. Yeah. Movie's got a movie. So. Yeah. Um, after Harold relieves himself. And clearly does not wipe. No. Oh, yeah. You know what? And we'll get to this. wipes. This comes up a couple times in this movie. I get it. <laughs> Maybe once you've got some nasty trailer trash people that aren't sanitizing themselves after they do their business. But we'll, yeah. we'll get more into that in a little bit. Yeah. 
So Harold's looking around because he's hearing a noise. Long story short, yeah, he, he finally looking out. Was he looking outside? I think I he does tell. at one point. But we get our first human kill of part three when he opens a door and Jason buries a looks like cleaver. a meat cleaver, yeah, yeah. Yeah. cleaver. right that in his was, chest. That was nasty. Yeah, and it cuts away pretty quick. I mean, we see it happen, and then I think before Harold even hits the ground, we cut back to Edna still roaming around yeah. the closed Nagging. lines. Yeah, yeah, I think complaining she, I think about she her. heard the noise. Right. So she's looking for Harold at this point, notes that her knitting needle is missing. Oh, yeah. From the yeah. couch. She was knitting yeah. while she was watching the news. And knitting? Crochet? Yeah. I think she was no. I think she was knitting. I never really Cross understood stitching. the difference. I put pin needle. I think one like the loops are bigger than others. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know. Yeah. We don't knit, so we, we don't, don't pretend to be. Experts we'll call it, let's call it a knitting needle. Yeah, but the same as macrame. I'm sure Harold took it though. Yeah, she never found Harold's dead body, but she eventually ends up. Did she find Harold's dead body? No, she didn't find. Right. She didn't find him. She ends up getting stabbed by Jason. And goes through, through the door. back of the neck no, with yeah, said the, knitting needle. Yeah. With the knitting needle, which is our... Had her mouth closed and we see the blood coming through his fingers. Right. Yeah. And the knitting needle. That was pretty cool. And ruined her curls. Oh, yeah. It did the, oh, the yeah, knitting needle. Yeah. Popping out in 3D. Yep. Yeah. So that that's kind of our opening backgroundless character kills mm -hmm. at Do the beginning. And then we are introduced to our main set of victims for the movie. Right before we see a... Uh, playground baseball 3d shot right yeah, what was the, that about right up the it's again it, there's a lot of gratuitous 3d shots in this yeah. movie <laughs> have nothing to do with the plot it was simply to say hey Woo! put on your red and blue tinted glasses because yeah. right. we are in 3d yep so we're introduced to our van full of jason victims <laughs> yeah we've got chris higgins she ends up being our final girl. One of the best ones, I think. Yeah. I think I think she might be up there for the title of best final girl in the franchise. And she was very and, attractive. And the place they're going, I think, belongs to her family. Yeah. Because it's called Higgins Haven. Higgins Haven. It's a cabin out in the woods, and we get a lot of background on why they're going there and um, as we go. So we've got Chris. We've got Let's see, uh, Andy and yeah, his pregnant girlfriend... Debbie, yeah. which is not far along enough to be showing at all. Yeah, There's really she absolutely goes, yeah. zero reason. Uh, yeah, I know. They throw I that in there. They go out of their way to throw throw in there so that we know that Debbie is pregnant, but it plays zero role at any point in the rest of the yeah. plot. So yeah. I'm not sure what the. It makes no never mind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To make us feel more sorry for. I don't know. But yeah. I, yeah. I mean, because she's even not clothed in several parts of this movie and yeah. she's not showing at all so yeah you could have made her character not pregnant and it would have changed nothing about this movie yeah no no not at all right we've got yeah. um I was say, what's, what was the point yeah our our stoners chuck and chili a male and female couple that bond over yeah smoking pot yeah a lot of pot yeah. i i swear i don't I, think there's a scene in this movie where they're not token Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Am I wrong? John no. Hill, did you see No. No, they, uh, up till the killing started, of I, them themselves, no, they they were always smoking. I think they're, I think they're still trying to... I seriously thought that was Tommy Chong the first time I saw this movie. <laughs> I I'm not, I'm not kidding around. <laughs> he, it was hard to remember the but, name Chuck because yeah. I just kept thinking Chong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he definitely gave off that vibe, didn't he? I think that that's what they're going for, too. Probably. Oh, sure. I mean, there's a, there's a stereotype there, I think, for sure. <laughs> 
Oh, definitely. And he's in the tie-dye shirt. He's got a bandana, bandana wrapped around his head. No shoes. Barefoot the whole yeah. movie. You know, if, if he if he was Tommy Chong, the store owner or co-owner could have been yeah Cheech. Cheech. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that would have been funny. Yes, oh, we man. have a Cheech Martin and a Tommy Chong that, lookalikes in this movie. That would have been awesome. Oh, they no. they were the cameos. That would have been <laughs> hilarious. Uh, was it just me, or as much as they tried to make Chuck look everything like the stereotypical stoner in a movie, uh, Brenda not so much. Yeah. No. No, she could have passed for. Any character, yeah, yeah, but they just much. always Thank had her sir. Yeah. with a joint in her hands. Yeah. We are then introduced to my award for the least likable character Ooh. in the Friday the 13th franchise, oh and that includes gosh. a inbred, psychotic, serial killer, Jason Voorhees. <laughs> and that would be Shelly. Mommy yeah, he's, he's definitely in the top five. I looked this up, and his last name, even though I don't think it ever says it, Finkelstein. Of course it is. Oh, yeah, I did. He's certainly Jewish. He's right. got yeah. the fro. He definitely has a, a yeah. Jew fro going they, on. They actually, producers actually found him handing out brochures or posters or like a horror film. They just asked him if he wanted to be in a horror film, pretty much. Wow. Goodness gracious. Yeah. He had some self-esteem issues. Yeah, he looks. Yeah, he's well. He's supposed to be. He looks annoying. Let's pick him. Like Ned in part one, like Ted in part two. He's the the jokester that I'm gonna say that it was. There's these characters are supposed to be funny. They're supposed to be comic relief, but they're just insufferably obnoxious. I still hate Ned more because Shelley at least Shelley's more annoying, but. At least he didn't almost kill somebody. That's true. That's oh, yeah. true. But here's where here's where I'll make my argument for Shelley being the worst character in the franchise. With mm-hmm. Ned and Ted, at least they were confident. Yeah. As stupid as oh, they yeah. were, at least they had self esteem. Shelley, they play off as we'll get more into it later. He's he's just <laughs> he, he's uh, a drag. He's awful. And yeah. Yeah. So Shelly, uh, we're introduced to Shelly as sneaking up on his friends somehow from the same van that they were in. Yeah. They get out to go pick up another person. Shelly sneaks up behind them wearing a mask and has a fake knife and pretends to stab Andy, who basically tells Shelly that he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. And then, see, this is where Shelly completely goes off the rails for me. We're immediately shown that Shelly lacks self-confidence. He lacks in self-esteem. And real honestly, he I feel like we get more annoyed character explanation and more of a character arc for Shelley than anyone else in the movie, and it just doesn't. Yeah. I don't understand yeah, it. Right. Yeah. There, there was no point. Well, I was gonna say, it. other than our final girl, because I mean, just yeah, about the time you like think it. he's getting over some of his self-esteem issues, he just goes right back to it. Yeah. it I don't know. It doesn't yeah, work for I me. I wanted at him all. to die. Most of the movie. Uh, like, every scene I saw him alive, and I'm like... The, the, fir- the first scene. Let him be the next one that Jason takes. So they they go to pick up their friend Vera, who's of Hispanic heritage, apparently, because a lady answers the door, which is apparently Vera's mother. Yeah. They say, oh, we're here to pick up Vicky. Or Vera, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're here Vera. to pick up Vera. And so the lady shuts the door, and you can hear Spanish... Being yelled yeah, inside. Like, she was, Vera was muy caliente. <laughs> Vera opens the door, yeah. And apparently, 
Vera's character is being set up on a blind date with Shelly, which, why would anyone do that? All right, know? that would never, ever, ever, other than in a movie, that would never happen. She was every bit of a nine, and he was every bit of a maybe a three at best, and that's me stretching it for him. <laughs> and he even talks about that, like at least at least have some self confidence, because that helps bump you up a couple numbers. I think. Oh, yeah. right. Because he even tells Andy about something about wearing the mask, and he he said, "Well, you'd wear a mask too if your face looked like this." And he's not. He's not. Yes, he's not a. He's not good looking. He's not. He's not Eric Stoltz from Mask. He's like, he, he just... He's too ugly for this he, pretty girl. Right. Oh, I mean, oh, I, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll say this. He's better looking than um, uh, Ted was. Yeah, true. <laughs> wow, that's not that. really... That's not setting the bar high at all. No, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, no. A different body type, yeah. too, but... I would have been more okay if they had, like, paired him up with someone that was more of, like, of a six. Then I could have, like, all right, I could stomach this guy a little bit more. There's just no... There's no realistic chance whatsoever that Shelly and Vera are going to end up together. No. no. And not, I mean, even without Shelly's yeah. issues. And at one yeah. point you see contraceptive in his wallet. Like, mm, that would never, ever happen. <laughs> so you don't even need to worry about that. I'm shocked that you even thought to bring that. It's a waste of your money. <laughs> You're a moron. <laughs> freaking loot. Guys, I know it sounds like we're going on and on about this character, but you've, you've got to watch this yeah. movie. If you have not seen it, if you have seen it, let us know what you think of the character Shelly. Let us know if, let me know if I'm right in my assessment that this is the worst character in a Friday the 13th movie. I think. Well, and if you say he's not the worst character in this movie, he were not. Oh, in this movie, I don't think anybody could even make an argument. No. You are entitled to your wrong opinion. <laughs> he was embarrassing for everybody in the movie. I will go so far as to say Shelly is one of the worst characters in a movie. slasher film period. I can't comment on all of the obscure movies out there, but I'm talking Halloween, Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Child's Play, Nightmare on Elm Street, the the classics. I don't know that there's a more insufferable character than Shelley Finkelstein. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that his his acting was bad. I thought his acting was okay. No, they're just I don't know if it's if it was how he performed it or if it was just the way he was written. If, if he was written that way, it was awful. I feel like it's yeah. the way he was written. This yeah. character is just insufferable. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Enough of Shelly. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Please, let's, enough. Let's move on. Because <laughs> so. we still have to talk about him later. <laughs> so they're riding in the in the van, and there is a lot of Dope. pot smoking. Pot smoking. <laughs> There's a concerning amount of smoke rolling out of this van. And yes. again, Shelly, we have to bring him back. He's like, uh, are you going to smoke dope this entire weekend? You should even be here, Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> we're not sure why you were even invited. <laughs> so then they almost hit a man sleeping in the middle of the road. And I'm not talking like near the road. He is laying... Laying on the road. Across the road. Right. I mean, somebody Perpendicular to, to the road. Was yeah. Using his knapsack as a pillow. Was that this movie's version of Ralph? I guess. Yeah, I guess. pretty much. Because yeah. he, he, he's crazy and he yeah. says something about basically warns them. Yeah. And then he says... Something about an omen or something. Yeah, he found he something that's an omen and it is an eyeball of an animal? Did we determine that was I, an animal? I have I mean, no uh, idea. It I, was... I could never figure that out. They show it to us yeah. in 3D though. Oh yeah. Woo! Yeah. Don't they like pass by the uh, Harold and Ed? Is it Edna? Right. So leading up to that, they the, a, a police officer turns on his lights behind them, so they think they're getting pulled over. 
So they start scarfing the marijuana. <laughs> I mean, by the mouthful. Oh, and Deborah also mentioning that she's pregnant again, because so yeah. she can't eat it. Right. Right. They just they they, they really cram really that down that. our throats yeah. right. in the first five minutes of this movie, and then it plays zero None role whatsoever. in the plot at all. So yeah. that that was funny though. They're feasting on all of their stash. <laughs> And then they pull over, and the cop goes right around them and keeps going. Yeah. But the cop is pulling off the road at the country store. We tried to find the name of this store. I could not. We even paused it and went step by step for like a solid like 30 seconds. It's the Crystal Lake something store. Didn't say cafe on it. Yeah, groceries, cafe, camping equipment. Yeah. Yeah. There's one word we couldn't read on the sign, and it's it was very frustrating. I thought it said tour to friends. It did. You were wrong. Yeah. Not so, <laughs> the police is actually joining a couple other police cars and an ambulance at Harold and Edna's store. So, this obviously has, is taking place right after uh, the next day, apparently, I'm assuming. Sunday the 15th. Right. And so, Chris sees them loading the body bags into the ambulance. So, we arrive <laughs> at Higgins Haven. We have a sign that says Higgins Haven. And that's why, that's the only reason I know Chris's last name is Higgins is because this is her family's... <laughs> It's her family's property. And we get a little bit of background from her early on, just basically about something has gone on here and she's going back to, what she say, prove something to herself. Yeah, that she's stronger than she thinks she is or right. something. So obviously something went down and that's why she's gone back here. Yeah. And this is where she grew up. She obviously grew up mm-hmm. in and around the Crystal Lake area. They get to the cabin... They all, they all run down to the to the lake. So this is Crystal Lake, right? I'm assuming. No. Yeah, I think all these these, or at least the at least the first ones, take place around the same lake. Okay, so we're okay. still pretty near Camp Crystal yeah. Lake. Right this now. is the first one they I go- noticed that they didn't really like. Hey, I heard a creepy thing about this yeah. area that we're in. They're they actually, yeah, never they actually, yeah, they actually never mention Jason. Right. Other well, than from that opening scene, Chris other than does. That, Chris. Oh, Chris does eventually because she had a, a history with yeah. Jason. Yeah, well, she never. Okay. But, but she the never group says as a Jason. whole, they never mention like, hey. They don't mention the that? killings and things that happened in the previous films. Yeah. The only exposition we get of that is from the news. Mm-hmm. All of this happens. Even this. This is what two days after the events of part two supposed yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. And did they? Uh, did they touch? Did she go through? Through therapy for that, or was I, it just something that she tried to get through by herself? Because she said her parents didn't believe her. Oh, yeah. okay. So I'm assuming nothing. Nothing came from it, right? Yeah. So and we'll get and we'll get to that. So while everyone else runs down to the lake, Chris decides to carry stuff inside the cabin by herself. And when she comes in, you 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 feel it coming. We get a fake jump scare. It's too early in the movie for anything to. Yeah, yeah. Right. But you can tell a jump scare is coming. And sure enough, she gets grabbed by the throat, pinned against the wall, and kissed on the mouth by. Our leading man. Yeah. Rick. Rick. Rick, who apparently has a history with Chris. It never goes into a lot of detail about their history together. Like and thing or something. Right. She's not back. It it said that she hasn't been back since the previous year, so apparently she comes up here once a year and has a fling with Rick and then he's every bit of thirty eight years old. Though. Yeah, he looks a lot older <laughs> yeah. than her. Yeah. She's like what, twenty, twenty one? Yeah, you see the he looks like you a, see the bags under his eyes and the, the kind of starting yeah. to wrinkle on his face. He looked like a he almost looked like a blonde Lou Ferrigno. Almost. <laughs> well, he's ripped. Yeah, know? he is. So he he talks to Chris no, no. about 
well, I don't know why, you know, you make this so difficult. We, you know, I never see you. I go months at a time without seeing you. And then when I do see you, you're always standoffish. It's like, well, maybe because you're grabbing her by the throat and kissing her. Yeah. I right. haven't seen her in yep. months. That seems a little inappropriate. Mm -hmm. They end up out in the barn, I think, pretty clearly to show off oh, yeah. Rick's, Rick's shirtless abs. Yeah. Shirtlessness. He's he's wheeling he's uh, using the pulley a rope and pulley to pull, up, uh, pull hay bales yeah. up to the top up to the loft in the barn. And what do they need the hay bales up there for? She said that yes. her grandfather buys the hay for the was it the cows? No, or the horses. The horses. horses. They end up back in the cabin. And they hear a screaming. Yeah. So mm -hmm. Rick and Chris go to investigate. And in the upstairs in an, like an armoire. Oh, yeah. Shelly falls out with yeah. a hatchet in his head, to which I thought... John Till was excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> an actual legitimate reaction comes from yeah. Rick when, when he runs in to see what Chris is screaming about after Shelly's body falls out on her, which Rick's reaction is, don't look at it, let's just get out of here. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As should be your reaction. The others who heard yeah. Chris's scream come running up and they see Shelly and Andy... Tickles Shelly, who starts laughing, and it was fake. It was a prank. Right, and we realize at that point that we are not that lucky to get this guy out of this movie. Yeah, that Shelly cannot so quick. be killed off fast enough. Yeah, because yet again, I mean, just own it. Hey, this was this is this is my character. I play pranks. I'm funny, even if it's not funny. Yeah. But own it, because Shelly immediately starts pity partying himself because Chris right. gets mad and basically tells him he's an idiot. Yeah. And runs off, and so the others act mad at Shelly, and he poo-poos. Screw yeah. Shelly. Now, I could see that where, like, you kind of fall off to the side of the closet, and then you're like, she starts freaking out, and you're like, I'm just kidding, just kidding. You know, right. it's just, but he actually fell to the floor, acted like he was dead, upsetting people even more. I would have went in yeah. his pockets. Like everybody thought you were dead. Why would you wait that long? Right. This is an elaborate prank, too. Yeah. He's got matching hair... He's yeah. stuck to the hatchet and fake blood running down his face. Yeah. Do you think he made that? He was like not. cut cut a few of his locks off and glued it on there. Well, here's the other thing. He has a he has a box. Yeah. Yeah. His whole world. It's yes. He right. tells he tells Vera in the van on the way to the cabin again. There's no chance. Yeah. <laughs> No. That this I seriously is ever going to his, work out. I, and I swear that was his only luggage he brought with he's, him. <laughs> yeah, he's hugging this black box against his chest like it's nuclear launch codes. Right. Yeah. yeah. He's like peeking inside it, and when Vera asks him what it is, um, he says, "It's my whole world." Is that? Is it his pranks? Is that what? Is that what is inside this? I guess. Box? I don't know how like, he got he, some of it in there. Fake hatchet he with said he's an actor. An eighth of a Jufro yeah. attached yeah. to it. I mean, you can you can play pranks on people. I just thought there would be a whole scene of Shelley finally revealing what he keeps in that box, and there never was. I guess we're just left to assume it was these stupid pranks that he plays yeah. throughout this movie. And again, I don't know how he fits some of it in there. It's like, like a spear gun? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, it's like the most cartoonish thing. It's, just, well, it's, we, like, it's like Mary Poppins' bag or something. Or all of his sadness. Right. It's, it's like Mary lamp. Poppins' carpet bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we know nobody packed toilet paper. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there wasn't any of that in there. So Shelley feels sorry for himself. I think they're trying to make Shelley's character more likable because it, it, yeah, it every work. no every time he does something that people are mad about, he just 
whines and plays the victim of has a no, pity party. One, no one likes me. It's like, maybe they don't like you because you're an insufferable, yeah. creepy... Maybe stop playing all these pranks and just try to be nice to people. Or be yourself, right. but if that's yeah. what yourself there's is... So be many... little, yeah, be a little goofy. That's, there's nothing wrong right. with that. But then own it. Yeah. Right. yeah. Even, if exactly. you're, even if no one likes you, at least own it. Yeah. Yeah, like you said, that, this is who I am. Ha ha ha. He's, I'm, I'm he's the funny sitting guy. in the van at one point. Chris asks him why he's not with the others because he's sitting in the van by himself oh, and he yeah. says... Oh, they all went skinny dipping. And she's like, why didn't you go with them? He goes, because I'm not skinny enough. Okay. Okay. That's your, that's your deal. Yeah. <laughs> so. I've been skinny dipping, and I am nowhere near skinny. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. then, everybody's mad at Shelly. Vera, all of a sudden, oh, yeah, we don't get any uh, explanation about this, but we suddenly get an, a yellow VW Beetle pulling out of the barn. That looks a little... Is this yeah. the second movie out of with place? A, is this the second movie with the beetle in it? Uh, I guess so. The first those were, one, those were all the rage, I guess. I guess. Because first one has say, that yeah, red one, a yeah. red convertible beetle. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think Vera says something like she's gonna get some groceries. Or Shelly begs her to go with. She ignores him and drives away, and then she apparently has second thoughts and stops. So then we get oh, the most ridiculous looking run I've ever yeah, seen. I've in my never. Life. I. I, uh, I how do you even how do you describe that I, I, run, John? Uh, Lollygaggy, goofy. I, there are not words to describe it. I don't like, even flailing his arms while his head. Yeah, he's not running. He's just flailing towards the car. Yeah. Gosh. So and, he, oh man. Flailing while he, moving towards it. Yeah. He gets in. They drive away. So they get to the store, and inside the store, Vera appears to be doing all the work while Shelley's looking at porno magazines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there's a somewhat racist. Yeah. Comment about uh, the cashier. The cashier's like, yeah, we don't accept food stamps just because she's Hispanic. She doesn't even look Hispanic. Not really. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, she's got kind of like a like a tan skin. And obviously, but... even if she did, right, it's still racist. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thanks, nineteen eighty-two. Right. right. Yeah. And then even to further the the I guess the stereotypes, Finkelstein pulls out his wallet and has <laughs> money and oh. has cash. <laughs> And then we get another... Uh, I didn't even think about We had the early 80s showing their true colors in this yes. movie. And then we get another... Because then uh, that's probably why she brought Shelly with... And then we get another... Because <laughs> in case you were... <laughs> in case you'd been worried about our lack of um, African-American characters in this franchise, we're introduced to one of our first major characters that's African-American. And go figure, a gangster. Oh, but yeah. not before a we get a... Thing. Yeah. Extremely unnecessary 3D shot of Shelly throwing the wallet to... <laughs> is that what that to Vera. To Vera, <laughs> yes. Yeah. To what she misses. It ends up on the floor and it is picked up crap. by... Fox. Fox, our female gang member. They're a, a biker fox. gang. Yes. Yeah. She was, a, she was a fox. Right, so then there's two a, men, Ali and Loco. <laughs> so we've got yeah. Ali, Loco, and Fox, our biker gang. So he's wearing an... Enormous chain around his neck. Mm -hmm. Not it's even as a ne necklace; it's just draped around yeah. his neck. Just the chain. It's for, it's for towing semi trailers. That right. chain oh, probably yeah. weighs forty pounds. Oh yeah. Uh, did, did it take money? No. no. Yeah, yeah, they don't take money. She just has the wallet. And she was she teaching his, Vera. Uh, can we say proper etiquette? She pulled the she pulled Shelly's condom out of his wallet again. Said, yeah. Is this your rubber? No, it's my chubby friend over there who's looking at <laughs> right. pornography. The fact that he would even think to go down that road, he should have just read into his own. You know, and, and again, back to his character, like there's no chance to feel sorry for him because every inkling of, of a possible 
positive feeling toward him. You know, he's looking at a porno magazine in the middle of a store with a girl that he's trying to impress. Yeah. yeah. Because girls are impressed when guys uh, hold up porn magazines. I don't yeah. know. Not to mention the fact girls. that Vera's clearly done all the work to gather their yeah. like, essential supplies here. And when she finds Shelly, he's... Looking at... She's got everything in a brown magazines. bag. And Shelly's... She's checking out the pen. centerfold of a... So... Vera and Fox have a basically a standoff where Fox makes Vera say, please give me the wallet back, ma'am, to which Vera reluctantly does. And then when they leave, she tells Shelly to drive. Ali is standing in the parking lot staring at them. Yeah. So Shelly, in his moment of finally being a Idiocy. man... Oh, yeah, finally being a man, you're right. Backs over their motorcycles. Accidentally, right? He does that by accident. Yeah. I think the first time is accidental. He starts to pull forward. Ali stands in front of the car, and instead of driving around him, which there was plenty of room to drive around him, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna they say they stop, and Ali punches out their windshield and the driver's side window before with his chain, right? Before Shelley finally takes off. Yeah, with the second punch to the window in 3D. What did he think was going to happen? You you ran over their bike, then you pull up, stop for him rather than driving off, and then you have this stupid look on your dumb face just smiling at the guy with the chain about the... So work. then Shelly turns around, runs over their bikes again. Yeah, they've gone too far this time. Yeah. I don't know. So they drive back to the cabin. Windows busted. Little do they know, the biker gang followed them. Shelly was clearly in the wrong here, right? Yeah. Is it just me? I mean... Shelly's always in the wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, he shouldn't have... Been, I don't think any of that would have happened had he not backed into their bikes. Yeah, I think he accidentally backed into the bike. And then the, yeah, the guy, he whipped the windshield with the chain. This, and then he turned back around and ran over the wheel of the bike. Right. In his bike. defense, this somehow seems to impress Vera. But here... But yeah. this <laughs> is... He just ruins everything. Yeah. <laughs> because she starts to say, Wow, that was great. To which Shelly replies... That was great, huh? I did really great, huh? Yeah. Did you see that? Wasn't that great? Yeah, it was. <laughs> and you ruined it. Yeah. So they go back to the to the cabin and apologize to Rick for the windshield and driver's window being shattered. But not before we see another 3D shot. Yep. Unnecessary 3D this shot. This movie is lousy with them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the yeah. Yeah, Andy's using a yo-yo. Probably the Clearly most... Clearly not for a 3D shot. Yeah. But... Probably the most... Unnecessary of the yes. This was definitely the most gratuitous 3D shot. Yeah, gratuitous. That's the word. Yes. We get about 30 seconds of Andy yo-yoing up and down right towards the 3D camera. (laughs) That is not an exaggeration. Yeah. So Shelly and Vera get back to the camp. Rick's upset because the windows are busted, and we see that our biker gang has followed them back to the cabin. They got back there. Yeah. I don't know how they knew where they were going. I don't know how they got there within like 30 seconds. But, you know, it's just like, okay, they're there, so. So, the biker gang is getting their revenge, right, yeah. on Shelly, but everybody. Yeah. So they siphon the gas out of the van. But oh, wait. The one, the the leader of the, the biker gang had to tell one of his uh, subordinates not to uh, smoke a cigarette. Why they're siphoning Not just that. Not to siphon gas while smoking a yeah. cigarette. Right. So yeah. Ali's trying to siphon gas. Loco tries to take the hose and siphon the gas. With a lit cigarette. <laughs> with a lit cigarette in his mouth. Yeah. Because that works. I was going to say, I ain't got anything about people smoking, but. Use your brain, yeah. right? Yeah. A little common sense. So Fox goes to the barn. No. Seems to be really into all the different things that are inside the barn. Yeah. Displaying childlike wonder. She, she seems yeah. to be trying to touch everything in the barn. 
Yeah. Like, like it is but, her goal to touch everything. Yeah. In the I think all that scene was just to build up tension because we see Jason and there it does, all of a sudden. Right. But we see, yeah, we do see Jason. She, in the she even like almost falls onto a face first onto a pitchfork, like inches away from her. Now was that a three D shot? I nah, no, 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 that no, wasn't a three D shot. She climbs up to the loft, and we then cut away to Loco. Yeah, they're just about finished siphoning the gas. Right. So Loco goes looking for Fox and finds her swinging from the rope up in the loft. Right. Yeah. And so he's talking to her. <laughs> He turns around just for a second, and when he turns around again, the rope is still swinging, but Fox is no longer on the rope. Yeah. That was that was a pretty cool shot. I like that. Yeah, I did yeah. too. So Loco goes into the barn looking for Fox. Yeah, yeah, he goes up into the loft. Climbs up into the loft, finds her pitchfork. pitchfork through the throat, stuck to a support beam. Yeah, lipped it off the ground. Oh, yeah. yeah that, that was, yeah, that was yeah. gnarly. That was yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, she is like... Five, six feet in the air. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure how that happened, but we're dealing with somebody that is very strong. Oh, yeah. Jason seems to like the pitchfork. Yeah. Yeah. Because then he yeah. uh, runs Loco through. The 3D shot again. Oh, yeah. Right? Jason, no pun intended. He literally runs Loco, the character, not crazy with the pitchfork. Right. One thing you notice throughout the series is Jason is nothing if not resourceful. He uses everything around him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ali comes in after. Loco's body falls on top of Ali. Logo's dead body. Yeah. Falls on top of Ali to where he he makes a comment like, Oh, you're dead, whoever did this. Yeah. He runs into one of the stables yeah, and starts a... swinging at the wall. There's like a net, a rope net hanging yeah. by the wall. Does, right. it, does he have a machete? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he, has he a starts machete. just. No, no, no. He, he sees Jason like jump down then into that stall. But oh, yeah, right. he just starts like swinging around. Swinging and stabbing. Yeah, yeah, just looking for him. And then he. So Jason. Yeah. Quite simply, comes up from behind him. I think Ollie tries to hit him with the machete. Takes a swing, yeah. misses. Jason hits him with a club or something. I think he hits him with his fist first. Yeah, I no. think he did too. I Knocks him out, and then he just starts straight punch. Yeah, and then he gives him about four or five real good whacks with a club off screen. Was yeah. that a club or was it a utility wrench? I don't know, but he checked I think it. Was it, was a club. it looked like one of those old police officer clubs, the ones that are all... Like a nightstick? Like a billy club. Yeah. yeah. Blunt force trauma. Yes. Yeah. What were they doing to the horses then? Well, Ollie was tired. Well, there were no ever <laughs> any horses, so... So then we go... Right, Chris and Rick go to... Drive Somewhere. through the woods? Oh, sitting on the broken glass of, the, of his car. <laughs> yeah, they, didn't, they didn't wipe it out right. or sweep it off or anything. Right. Yeah, yeah that, that ought to be we've a got, comfortable We've ride. got some kind yeah. of... Uh, our characters sort of split up at this point. We've got Andy and Shelly having a juggling contest. In 3D. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To which mercifully ends when Debbie tells Andy she can think of better things for him to do with his hands. So they leave. That's all yeah. I need to hear. So Andy loses the juggling contest because oh, Shelly's think... never going to have that kind of ammunition to yeah. stop juggling. Isn't, <laughs> right. isn't Chuck and... What's what's his girlfriend's name? Chili? Yes. Who, name, who names mm. her kid Chili? They're anyway. smoking weed. <clears throat> yeah, they're past it. I'm thinking it's a nickname. Right. So That's what I'm wondering. Shelly and Vera... Talk some more. Shelly tells Vera that he likes her. He likes her a lot. After uncomfortably staring at her butt while she's right. still right. fire. Yeah. So again, like there's there's no rooting for Shelly whatsoever because yeah. every chance to where it seems like they're trying to get you to feel sorry for him, it's either followed by or preceded by him doing something 
stupid and, and ruining any chance he has. Of, yeah. Maybe that's the whole point of his character is just to be unlikable. Well, yeah. they did a good job. They could have done without him being in the movie. Because he uncomfortably stares at her backside when she's trying to stoke the fire. Yeah. And then one thing... And then jumps right into, I really like you and I, I, I like you a lot. To which Vera says, No. Yeah, not going to happen. She I said, I'll which, why would she even give the kid hope? Saying like, Jeez. we'll talk when I come back inside. Like, uh, no. I can't tell if she's stringing him along. No, she doesn't have to. <laughs> no, because she, she does. She says, I don't see that happening. And then he gets upset. And then she says, I'm going to go for a walk. And then when I get back, we'll talk, okay? So. Yeah, I was going to say, does it cut to like a christen? Yeah, so, Rick. so this is where we get, this is where... Number three kind of goes off the rails for me a little bit. Yeah. Chris and Rick are talking, sitting on a fallen down tree in the middle of the woods. Somehow they got their VW bug out there. Yeah. yeah. Running the, the lights off the battery. Right. Which ends up dying. Yeah. So Rick is trying to get Chris to tell him what's going on and why she acts the way she does and why she only comes back every few months or every once a year. She doesn't want to tell him, and then she finally decides. She him hauls around about it. You know she's eventually going to tell us, and she does. And I think we, we, we might go back and forth a little bit, but I'll go ahead and lay this part out because, boy, this is this is pretty heavy. So yeah. she tells a story about how a night that she was out with Rick, and when he dropped her off at home, she knew her parents were going to be mad because she was out late, later than she was supposed to be. With a 38-year-old man. <laughs> right. Now, was this supposed to be, supposed to have taken place at the, the place where they're at? Or is it somewhere else? I thought it was at that camp. I don't know, because is this like, has this been like a vacation home? Right. Because you see it in kind of in flashbacks as the beginning of the movie should have been set up. Instead of showing the entire last 10 minutes. I don't of the think it matters to the plot. Either way, she goes home. Late, after being out with Rick, her parents are mad at her, they argue, and her mother slaps her. I hear this a lot in horror, in, not in horror movies, but in movies about, about a the, mother or father yeah. slapping their child, and that was like the, the unforgivable oh, sin, yeah, and leads right. them running away. Boy, I, yeah, boy, teenagers. Yeah. I would have ran away thousands of times if that was the case. <laughs> yeah. you know? I know. Yeah. What she say, something about like she runs, tries so to stay she, out in the woods she decides, all night or She decides to worry them. Yeah. So she says, I decided to stay out all night because I knew it would it would worry them. Huh, jokes just, on her. Just yeah. sat out under a tree. So she decides to sleep out under a tree. She said she wakes up to the sound of footprints. She thought it was her dad, so she yeah. just sat there waiting on him to find her. Then the footsteps stop. She hears a cracking sound, and she turns... So we're seeing this in flashbacks as she's telling the story to Rick and she sees a horribly disfigured man coming at her and it's Jason. Yeah. And he's he's chasing her, he's attacking her. She says that she kept trying to get away. He finally got a hold of her and held her to the ground and she said, "I blacked out and I don't know what happened." It thank next God. Thing she knew. Yeah. Thank yeah, she said next thing she knew she Woke up in her bed. Or... And her parents were like, they act like they didn't know what happened. Right. She said she woke yeah. up the next morning in her bed. Her parents didn't believe her when she told them. So that was her story of why she struggles to be back and here. Now, something else I read about this for this scene was um, Jason was actually raped her. But they, they decided not to go with that just because it seemed out of character for Jason. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it implied that. I, it I, yeah. I That's kind of what, that's I, what I took out of it yeah. anyway. Yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, you blacking out was your mind mercifully yeah. not letting you know what was going right. on. Yeah. 
But uh, that would have seemed out of character for him, just because, you know, his mom doesn't like all the... Violence. Not violence, but, you know, the, the sex the, and everything. Oh, yeah, and brainwashed him enough for him to go out killing... I don't know, but, yeah, that, that to me would have seemed uncharacteristic for a psycho killer. Maybe we should have a child psychologist. Where's Jenny when you need her? Yeah. In a, so, in a, in a loony van, I'm guessing. Yeah. And, and that's, that was something else I didn't get. That was supposed to take place... I think she said that happened to her just two years before. I remember. I, I think that's what she said. But he was bald Jason then. This is like... <laughs> oh, yeah. This is what doesn't make sense. You know, it's, it's like a night or two after the second one. Psycho like, hillbilly. Yeah. It's yeah. just like he was a hill, hillbilly looking with the hair and the like that little yeah. nasty looking beard of his. And well, then all knows? of a sudden... Well, who knows what's in Crystal Lake? I yeah. mean, you know, there could be stuff that makes your Did, hair fall out in there. I, I he was half bald. He was half bald in Here's that Here's another way. question. Do you think he shaved himself so the authorities wouldn't recognize him? Oh. Yeah. But that would show intent. He could have been just some other disfigured guy who happened to not have hair or I feel like Jason hair. doesn't think through things that much. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think he's just a, a, a mindless killer. Why about but, the seat of his pants? But that is an interesting thought. <laughs> I like so that. we get some intercut scenes of... Andy and Debbie oh, yeah. having alone time in their hammock. So we do end up back with Shelly and Vera. Well, we end up with Vera sitting alone on a dock with her feet in the water. A hand pops out of the water and grabs her foot. Mm-hmm. Out pops Shelly wearing a wetsuit and uh, holding a spear gun. Mm-hmm. What what were that came into play? Right. Why well, do you know where that came from? Yeah, out of his that. little box his whole world but the one purpose that Shelly does serve and i will give him credit for this is he is also sporting the hockey mask mm-hmm. the iconic the iconic the hockey goalie mask right that we've come to know Which, and associate with jason Voorhees. you know you know the whole purpose of a goalie is to keep people from scoring and oh. jason's all about <laughs> keeping from people from scoring oh. right or <laughs> waiting till immediately after right yep um, but yeah, Shelly has to stop point. with these pranks. This is ridiculous. Yep. So she's mad at him again. He again goes off on a pity party. Now you just popped out of a lake, grabbed someone's foot while wearing a hockey mask and carrying a spear gun. And right you're now. upset with them. After <laughs> the whole thing with Chris. Right. And you, you, it almost like they wanted us to feel bad about poor Shelly who went too far and Feels bad that he messed up and let his prank go too far. But then he's pulling stuff like this with a girl that somehow has not 100% shut him down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know how. Even with this, he's he's again playing up. Because he's, his, his whole motive seems to be because he keeps saying, well, I have to do this stuff because no one cares about me. And, and no, one, no one gives <laughs> like, me any attention. Like I nothing. said, try being nice. Right. Or just try not being you, or maybe in the movie, they should have definitely <laughs> cut his part. He probably, if we were grading from A, B, C, D, F, I'm giving this movie a C-, and some of those points are being taken away, mainly because of his character. I'll tell you the rest of it as we go on, but blame this one on Shelly. So, Shelly leaves. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> Does Shelly go into the barn? Yeah, he goes Yeah, he goes in the barn. Right. Shelly goes into I think the barn. He's... Does he see? It doesn't show us. We cut away from yeah. Shelly, and we get Chuck and Chili, I believe, passed yeah. out on the couch. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're up. Coma. Yeah, they're up making popcorn at this point. Chuck gets up. I guess he he has to poop then. Yeah, goes to the restroom to the outhouse with electricity. Yeah, 
I mean, no, I've, ne old, I've never heard, yeah. Rotted outhouse, but somehow it has electricity. Yeah. I could have believed it. He turns the light on. Right. Not, not electricity. How about we forget about the electricity and just get indoor plumbing? Yeah. yeah. Right. So he's in the restroom. Something starts banging into the, the outhouse and... He thinks it's a spot. Knocking it sideways. Right. He, he first thinks it's the pot because he immediately lights up a doobie while he's sitting on the toilet. <laughs> he, took a, he, he took a big drag off that, yeah. too. Yeah. Then realizes uh, something <laughs> is pushing on the outhouse. So he hops up, pulls his pants up yet again. No wiping. No wiping. <laughs> and there and there was toilet paper I checked. <laughs> there was? So we have oh, confirmation yeah. <laughs> that there's toilet paper. That must be, it's a, maybe it's a hippie thing. Toilet paper is on site. Yeah. Um, Dirty hippie. Yeah, I was going to say, that. yeah, they don't believe in using toilet paper. So he thinks it's... It comes uh, from trees, man. He thinks it's Shelly because he sees... Giant yeah, Jason going into the barn. G gargantuan Jason Voorhees walking into the barn. Yeah, I mean, it was like, you see like the branches and we just see like barely his body, but still. Right. Yeah, he thinks it's Shelly and then I think it's Chili that scares the crap out of him then. Right, we kind of get start getting the idea at this point that uh, Chuck's a little bit of a fraidy cat. Oh, yeah. I like Chuck. Yeah, he's not, he's back. not, he's not unlikable. Right, no, he's way yeah. back. Yeah. They end up in the house making popcorn. We then get Vera looking through, she still has Shelly's wallet. Yeah. So she's looking through Shelly's wallet and sees a picture of, of Shelly and another woman, I'm assuming his yeah, mother or grandmother. Mom. It has to be. So she almost, mom. I mean, so she has this look on her face of pity i don't know yeah i don't know why she would but are we supposed to be under the impression that she's maybe falling for shelly there's cannot no, imagine no 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 there's no way she's falling for him i think she just feels bad because she she shouldn't she 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 dropped his wallet in the water and it had pictures of his family i would feel bad it's not like nowadays where we have smartphones where we have pictures everywhere you know, these were printed pictures in his wallet of his family. You know what? Out of all the things he's done so far in this movie, he can go in there and get that. You're playing dead. <laughs> so you would go pull. inside and say, and he already has. You go inside and say, I dropped your wallet in the in the lake. You he's go already get has a wetsuit on. <laughs> That's true. I right. feel like you you've already been completely submerged in this lake. Right. So hey, <laughs> I almost feel like the Florence Nightingale effect is going on here with Shelley and Vera. All right, maybe somewhat, but like, almost like you feel sorry, like the like a nurse. Falls for a patient. This, Almost like she feels so bad at Shelly's helplessness she that she's starting bad. to fall for him. I don't yeah. know. I hope she not. ends up wading no. through the lake to get his wallet that she accidentally drops into the lake. Maybe, maybe that is the case. So she looks up to see Jason coming out of the barn, now sporting the hockey mask, which tells us, okay, he's gotten that from Shelly, and I doubt he asked to borrow it. No. no so we're I guessing Shelly's probably a goner at this point. Hey, man, can I borrow this first? So this is, our fir this is a big moment, though. This is our first appearance of Jason wearing the hockey mask in the suit. So we are two and a half movies into this franchise before we ever see Jason wearing the hockey mask, I, which I, has become synonymous with right. Jason Voorhees. Every time you see this mask, whether it's in a hockey stadium, like a hockey history, a hockey museum, if those exist, every time you see it on a billboard, picture, anywhere, that's what you think of is Jason. Oh, yeah. Miracle on Ice yep. took place in 1980 when the U.S. beat the Soviet Union. Jim Craig, the goalie for the United States, is wearing a very similar looking hockey mask. Wow. And probably the other ones were too, but every time I see that and I see Jim Craig in goal for the United States of America, I'm like, oh, Jason Voorhees. I think they have that in the Mighty yeah. Ducks too. Like, like a flashback scene. That's so oh, when, when, yeah, when Gordon Bombay was yeah. a kid. And he missed. Yeah. Yeah. 
poor yeah, kid. Yeah, they actually freaked me out the first time I saw that. I'm like, that guy's freaky looking. <laughs> I mean, this was like when I was like four or five when I first saw this. And you hadn't seen a Friday movie? Yet? Oh, no. no. <laughs> but that still creeped me out, though, seeing that mask. The worst child's coach of all time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> coach Riley. Yeah. If you miss this shot, you're not just letting me down. You're letting your whole team down. <laughs> no pressure. So, Vera sees it somehow, thinks it's Shelly. I guess that's fair. He had the hockey mask yeah. on. And she does pretty quickly realize, yeah. uh, you are not Shelly. Yeah. She's not like, oh, it's so totally she's like, Who are you? still you, Shelly. And... So Jason's about 30 yards away from her at yeah. this point. Holds, she's still kind of, she's a little bit in a precarious situation because she's so. barefoot, standing out like shin deep in, in a yeah. lake. It's not exactly firm footing. And, and Jason Lake Water, which you yeah. know right, probably right. isn't that great. Right. And we're coming up on my... My favorite 3D shot. Right, so Jason aims, points, aims, fires the spear gun that he also apparently got from Shelly. Again, I doubt. Borrowed. Right. In the face. Right. Right, right. through the eye. Yeah, right. Right spear the gun eye. to the eye. Vera oh. goes down. Oh. 3D. That was pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. That looked pretty cool. I like that. So, we cut back to... Oh, yeah. Do we get yeah. back to Andy and... Debbie. Debbie at this point? Yes. Right. So, they've finished <laughs> yeah debbie's going to shower. shower we start seeing jason going up the spiral staircase right andy likes handstands apparently because yeah, what, he walks around half though? this movie on his hand i don't yeah. know that's i guess to show off it sets up a pretty yeah. amazing kill oh yeah, it does. Yeah. so he goes to get something to drink while debbie's yeah, in the shower he's asking his pregnant girlfriend if she wants beer <laughs> Because they didn't really have uh, again. Sort of... What's the point of her being pregnant? That I just I, I don't understand that. So he's coming down the hallway. We see Jason's feet standing to the side because we're following. They're showing Andy's head and shoulders as he's walking on his hands. So we're seeing it's a low shot, mm -hmm. and we see Jason step out around him. And Andy looks up and sees Jason lift the machete over his head. This is so far. In my opinion, one of the coolest kills yep. throughout all the movies we've oh, covered yeah. so far. Crotch first. Post, oh, yeah. post coitus handstand. Yeah, he split him oh, in half. Oh, yeah. So we get Debbie come out of the shower. She can't find Andy. So she goes and lays back down in bed. Sorry, hammock. Yes. And picks out a magazine to look at while she's waiting for Andy to come back. Wait, Fun she... Easter egg here. Yeah. She opens up the magazine and it's Fangoria. Oh, yeah. Horror movie publication. And the first article she opens up to is an article about Tom, Tom Savini, Savini, who did yeah. the makeup and effects. For number one and number four. Stay tuned. Blood starts dripping down on the pages of her magazine, <laughs> which know. takes her a concerningly long time to figure out yeah. that it's coming from above. Yeah, she's yeah, like, that she was like, like, that was there's like four lot. or five drops, and she's looking at it, and she, yeah. Where is I, this I, coming I don't, from? I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not like it's one, maybe two yeah. little drops or something. It's like what? I didn't think and blood. Right. I didn't think blood was in the forecast. Where is this I, coming from? Where is this coming from? Jeez, uh, oh, get a clue. Finally, she looks up, and sure enough, there's Andy Blitten. pretzled. Yeah, like you see his intestines. Oh, yeah. oh he's yeah. split he open. Is, yeah, he's rappers. split. Yeah, yeah, mm -mm -mm. and not in a good way. He did. Immediately, we yeah. get a throwback to part one. Kevin Bacon. Right. Up through the hammock, through the back yeah. of the neck, machete up through the back of the throat. Yeah. I think it was I think it was a knife though. Because okay. of later what we see. Well here here's something I didn't get before before her kill. How'd he clean up that mess after he killed Andy so fast? 
Like seriously, he, right? She goes out to the hallway after her shower to look. Yeah, this was like this was literally like after like a minute. Oh, he he Serious. he split Andy like a log. There yeah, there was like car- yeah, yeah there's the carpet. He would seriously. He would had to he would have had to clean him up, get him up in the rafters. Which we're talking about somebody who's at least a buck sixty, buck seventy. Yeah, and that would and then been, he would have had to mop up everything. Yeah. He would have had to clean the carpet. What what he didn't like. And like a minute would have taken like a normal person like Four hours. six hours. I want to see Jason quickly mopping the floor. <laughs> yeah. I'm just yeah, what's that? What's that music? <laughs> da, 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 you know, right. whatever that is. <laughs> the Benny, Benny Hill music. Right. No, that, right. Uh, I'm just imagining yeah. Benny Hill music players while, while Jason's in a hockey mask wearing a French maid outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Run the vacuum over. Yeah. I think but, we do see a blanket over top of the... The blood spot. I don't, later. Not, I, don't I don't know if it's still, connected or not. I mean, um, still, like, the, the cleanup crew from John Wick wouldn't have cleaned that up that fast. <laughs> and Jason uh, doesn't have any gold coins. Meanwhile, no. Rick and Chris, Rick somehow doesn't realize that the headlights are on on the car, which is 10 yards away from them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which runs the battery down, so instead of being able to drive back to camp, yeah, they I, have to walk back, which gives us time to kill everyone except them before they get back. Yeah. And I don't have a whole lot of knowledge about the VW Beetles, but I'm pretty sure that all other cars, the headlights kind of fade over time and then they die. Yeah. These ones just like, just went dead immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and we're off. Yeah. <laughs> I can't go, oh, okay, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> that car's not sticking around long for these guys though. They've no. put it through the rear. No. So the power goes out. Chuck and Chili, which are still remaining victims that are still at the cabin. There's a lot going on yeah. within the walls of the structure you're inside to not know well, what's going on. Well, I'll give him this. He was making popcorn, so he's probably in here. Oh, yeah. in 3D. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, so he's trying to catch Woo-hoo. it in his mouth. Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> yeah. The power goes out. Chili sends Chuck down to the basement to check it, to which we get another Chuck... Alone in the dark, and she says, "Be a man, <laughs> be a man, man." <laughs> so he goes to the basement and he goes to the cellar. One a, of the grossest scenes yeah. of this film oh. for me was watching him step off the bottom step onto the wet, nasty concrete yeah. floor in his bare feet. I think that was grosser. <laughs> I think that was grosser than hearing Harold taking a beer dump in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. So he. Finds the main switch. Right. He finds the main switch. He flips on the power. And when he turns on the power, we see this is this was a great shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, As the yeah. power comes back on, behind him yeah. is Jason standing there in all of his glory. Scary glory. Yeah. yeah. Chuck turns around. Jason grabs him, throws him against the fuse box, electrocuting him. Which makes sense, and I like that they set that up with showing him step onto the wet floor. Right. So that would have... Yeah. It's, it's very believable that it. that right. would have killed him. Yeah. But what about Jason? He's insulated. He's got those big boots on. Okay. Uh, okay. Not to mention All right. That, 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 that makes perfect sense. That breaker box, that. that main switch in the basement did not yeah. look very well grounded. I mean, not, <laughs> no. not, not that... None of these movies don't make sense, but that that makes more sense now. So the lights are flickering, and probably my favorite scene in the movie was Shelly. Chili is kind of concerned that the lights are flickering on and off at this point, and in through the door comes Shelly with his throat split wide open. Yeah. And I've never been more but it's, happy. But it's, it's the whole, the Shelly who cried wolf. Right, because yeah. Chili's saying, Shelly, knock it off. And Shelly's reaching out and... For help. Right. And Shelly doesn't... She is not believing it whatsoever. No. 
I, um, I have to say, I probably wouldn't either. Right, Shelley, no, I'm like, he's really selling this. Right. He's selling it this time. Right. Shelly collapses to the floor, which he's done before, so this yep. still believable that he's playing a prank. Yeah. Shelly goes up and, and basically tells him to... To knock it off. To quit, to get up. She reaches down, and somehow from touching the blood, she realizes that it's fake. Right. Is she, is she that much of an expert on... Or that, that, it's not, that, that it's not, not fake. fake. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah Realizes that it's, not, it's fake. not fake. Yeah, but right. I'm saying, is she that much of an expert on fake blood from real oh. blood? That, oh. Because that's what that's what tells her that it's real. Because she touches the blood and she's like, oh my gosh, it's right. real blood. Yeah, Maybe is. there's a smell too. I, I know I know. blood has like an iron smell. And his so, probably smelled like corn. She's also got to be high as a kite at this point. So yeah. she's probably like It's doo-doo, baby. So then we get... There's a lot of firsts, bests, and worsts in this film, which is why I like this one. We get my vote for worst acting scene. Ooh. Oh, yeah. In the Friday the 13th franchise. And she did good throughout the rest of it. She was fine, yeah. But her reaction to Shelly's dead body, she starts jogging, maybe? And there's a clip of this on YouTube. You can look it up. Trace just, just type around. in Shelly reaction to seeing dead bodies I wish or we, something. Yeah. We had an audio. Yeah clip of this off take our word for it yeah oh my god oh. Oh. <laughs> I, my guess is the, the acting direction on this was yeah. you act like you're in shock right act like you're going into shock and that you're you're almost losing your mind at this moment from seeing all of this yeah it just doesn't work at all but so it's, like, it's like take 97 when you're uh, I think my big thing was if if I close my eyes while watching that, I think I might have believed it. But it's her her mannerisms. She's like being careful going down the stairs, like all dainty. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh no, my God! I'd be tripping oh, and I'd be like, I'd be like taking like two or three steps at a time, trying to get down the stairs and it's trying to get out the door. Bad. Any normal yeah, person. Like, yeah, when we hear her like upstairs, when apparently seeing Andy and and Debbie's dead body or. Yeah, she does a really good scream. Oh yeah, it wasn't. It's genuine. almost like she filmed this scene completely hungover. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's the effects of no, the or maybe, no, or maybe no loud was, noises. No, or maybe noises. she was no. so stoned. No. Could be the the effects of the marijuana. That's no, yeah. she would have really, it would have really freaked her out. She, she wouldn't have been. It would have really freaked her out. She that would have blew her high. <laughs> she goes upstairs and finds another dead body. Oh, yeah, I guess it's Andy and. And, uh, it doesn't show it. It doesn't show it. No, she, just goes, she goes upstairs, room. obviously finds right. probably Andy and Debbie's right. body. Yeah. We see Jason downstairs pick up a hot poker out of the fire. Yeah. Another 3D shot. Comes downstairs and we get a 3D shot of Jason plunging a orange oh. hot poker through. That was that, a good that, shot too. Yeah, that would be extremely. It, it comes out the back. You see it come out the back. It's still smoking and it's got like what looks like pieces of melted sweater on it. And, and body, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, gore and visceral. Yeah. That's thoughtful. Carterites are well, there you go. Yeah. yeah. That would be so, so now, painful. Now so we now have every character has been killed besides Chris and Rick, who have now arrived back at the cabin from walking through the woods. There is a very, apparently very long shortcut. And one thing that I picked up on is he wasn't all for the people that were there at this cabin. He made it seem like he just wanted wanted it to be he and Chris. And so Yeah, he doesn't yeah, these are not Rick's friends. These were Chris's friends that she came with. So they go into the cabin, they're looking around, can't find anybody. Rick says something along the lines of looks like your friends up and left you. 
and she says, well, they wouldn't have done that. So she goes upstairs. She Oh, water's dripping through the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Chris, Chris finds water dripping through the ceiling. She goes upstairs. She gets up to the bedroom upstairs, and there's water, standing water on the floor. It's coming from the bathroom. It's, it's like flowing, like rushing out of right. the, yeah. the, the door. Yeah, that was odd. That was a lot of water. Yeah. So she goes into the bathroom. The bathtub is overflowing, and it's full of bloody clothes. The water is oh, yeah. red. Was it just clothes, or was it somebody in there? Yeah, I, I can't no, really no, 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 no. I think it's clothes. Okay. She, I was going to say. Her reaction, know. she still underreacts to this, we I gotta, think. we got to soak these now, otherwise they're going to stay. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Why did he put those in there? <laughs> because he's crazy. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Right. Yeah. If she found a body, she would have reacted differently. Right. She, she very much does not seem overly concerned about this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still imagining the... The French maid Jason doing the laundry. <laughs> Does anybody have any soda? That'll help get the, the blood out of these. Any Bonami? Yeah. So she goes downstairs and finds Rick. Rick says, well, I'm going to go check outside. So he goes outside. He's looking around. He hears a noise and walks toward it. We still have Chris inside. She's realizes Rick's been outside for a while. So she walks out. We get another cool shot of her walking out of the front door right next to the corner and just around the corner you can see Jason holding Rick with oh his hand gosh. over his mouth. This was one of the most... Keep going. So Chris stands there. He's uh, Rick's doing everything he can to yell out or get Chris's attention but she can't hear him and they're, they're literally about six feet away from each other but it's yeah. just around a corner where yeah. she can't see him. I was gonna say, he's got it's, his hand on his mouth or something. Right, yeah. yes he does. And and so Chris walks back inside the cabin and as soon as she does, Jason starts crushing yeah. his head. Yeah. Oh yeah, the first the first skull squeeze the yeah. franchise. Straight up crushes Rick's skull like a grape. That was yeah, ridiculous. Eyeball. Another 3D shot. Right, and completely um, fake head. <laughs> Chris goes back in the cabin as she's looking around. Doors start flying open from the wind, the storm that's brewing outside. Okay, she I was wondering how that, because I was like, was this a ghost story now? I didn't realize the storm picked up. Right, yes, it was It was the wind. So then we get the uh, Rick's body comes flying through the window. <laughs> mm -hmm. how, and, do you, how do you think that happened, John Till? Um... Jason threw him like a football. <laughs> he, just, he just lined up and had him had him in his hand. Right, like Chrissy threw him like a shot put. Yeah. So then Chris comes face to face with hockey mask Jason. Mm -hmm. um, so then the chase is on. Chris proves to be quite the resourceful final girl. She knocks over yeah. a bookshelf on yeah. Jason, yeah, knocking well books over onto him. She ends up upstairs in a closet. To which Jason immediately finds her because while she's in the closet, she finds uh, Debbie, Debbie's, Debbie's body, dead body. And so she screams, which alerts Jason to where she's at. Right. But to her credit, she then takes the knife that was still in Debbie's body. And when Jason's trying to bust in with the axe, she stabs Jason through the hand, gets out of the of the closet, and then stabs Jason in the leg. Yeah, right in the knee. Not, yeah, right, not, not right, right before he goes right through knee. a clearly propped door. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That thing was paper mache. Yeah. That. Yeah. That. So Chris <laughs> is. Yeah. She's going. Got a little femme fatale in her. Yeah. She's nope. just. Yeah. She's a fighter. She ends up outside. Loco's body drops from a tree. Yeah. Jump scare. Right. And a dead body. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think she tries to get away. Uh, in the she, van yeah. She tries to get away in the van. Our biker gang has siphoned the gas out, so she doesn't get far. Yeah. So Jason ends up pops up in the driver's side window. She rolls his his arms up in the window, goes out the other side. She ends up in the barn. Oh, before we do that, so they're out of gas, there's and a then all of a sudden there's a reserve tank, right? But which, there was no which point. comes to nothing. 
Right. Right. It's like, why, why even show, why even have that in the movie? Again, oh, she there's, might there's, get there's, away. There's, there's so many questions about the decisions that were made for this. Like, there's no point in Debbie's oh, character being yeah, pregnant. There, there's there, there's right. a lot of questions <laughs> a, after this one, definitely. <laughs> there's no point in Shelly's little box that seems like it's going to play this major role and nothing is ever officially answered about what's in this he box. He actually has the weapon that can kill Chase. Probably. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. A silver bullet. Yeah. We get uh, no explanation as to, I mean just just silly things that kind of set themselves up and then and then nothing comes of it. It's yeah. that's it's it's great for the plot that the reason they have no gas in their van is because the biker gang siphons it out to get revenge. Right. That that perfectly that sets sense. up right. for her to not be able to get away in the van. Yeah. But for there to be a reserve tank makes no sense because as soon as she f switches to the reserve tank she gets stuck on the bridge. In the van, there's no, there's no point. Yeah, I guess the only thing I can think of is maybe it's to keep you guessing, like, oh, she's got a reserve tank, and then all of a sudden it comes to nothing. But yeah. so, it's, but tension. still, it's you tension, know, it's tension. Yeah. right? Yeah, I get it. Right. It was just like a false dosex machina. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was right. thinking. So, she ends up in the barn. She tries to bolt the barn door shut with a like a shovel. Yeah. yeah. Works for about three seconds. She goes and hides. He bars the door shut. Much more securely than yeah, he Chris. barely got on, so it's like yeah. yeah, there's no way she's getting that right. Off. She ends up again pretty resourceful. She goes up to the loft. She hides behind a hay bale with a shovel. Jason gets up there. I like this because it showed a lot of Jason. Usually, you're used to the killer hiding while the victim mm -hmm. is looking for them, and we follow right. the victim. Yeah. This actually she follows Jason around most of right. the time when yeah. he's in the shed, and I like that. I yeah. like that kind of change of pace a little bit. Yeah. She's like up on the. On a beam or not, not a beam, but a uh, when he first comes in, yeah, yeah. she's uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right, latched on like a cat to a beam <clears throat> a up above, yeah. right? When uh, would any of us stayed up there the entire time? If I was able to, the whole beam would have broken. <laughs> I would have fell down to the ground anyway, and then the whole barn would have fallen on both of us. Yeah. And, both of us and I determined that I would have ended up on that beam, but somehow I would have ended up ended up on the bottom side of it. So I would have been just which she does too, dangling. But you would have been there to begin with. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason. So she ends up in the, Chris ends up in the loft. She's hiding, hiding behind a hay bale with a shovel. Yeah. yeah. Jason comes up. She hits him in the back of the head, knocks him out. Over by the opening where the rope and pulley is. Mm -hmm. So she puts the rope yep. around his neck. As he's starting to regain consciousness, she shoves him. All his 280-pound body yeah, out of the opening. Yeah. And he falls, what? Probably. 15 feet? Oh, oh yeah. at least, yeah. 20, and 25 catches Right before Just before it hits the ground. Yeah. That should snap your neck. Yeah. Um, so he's hanging there. She comes down out of the loft, goes to open the main door. And so, when she does, Jason's hanging just in front of her. So his feet are, what, maybe a foot off the ground? Mm -hmm. Wakes up. His hand just goes right up to the yeah. right up to the rope. Grabs pulls himself the rope up. And pulls one himself arm, up. One arm curls himself up. Yeah. Jason pulls. must work out. Yeah. <laughs> Lifts his mask up. Chris realizes this was the same person whom she had encountered a couple years ago. I think this was what I would call incidentally on purpose. Because obviously the director wanted this to happen. But he did it in a way that when he pulled the rope off of his neck, it pulled the mask up. So right. And that's why right. she saw his face. I thought you were showing like, hey, remember me? So we do have a... Similar to Paul showing up out of nowhere in part two, right before Ginny gets killed, just before Jason is able to finish Chris. Ali, from early in the film, yep. jumps out of, 
I don't know, the closet of the barn? I guess. Right. I don't know. He jumps out of a, a somewhere in hiding. Go, and go, I'm going to kill you. So you think, hey, Ali's going to end up being our hero. And he takes another swing at Jason and immediately... It clearly doesn't work. Yep. Gets his hand chopped yeah. off. Jason lops his hand yeah. off and then goes to town yeah. on Just... Ali with the machete. It reminded me of a... Mercifully off-screen. Yes. It reminded me of a... Mel Gibson uh, from The Patriot. No. Oh. Well, that, that too. <laughs> well, I was thinking of Will Ferrell stabbing that guy in the office in Saturday Night Live. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stabbed him all well, like 37 yeah. times <laughs> with a trident. And then kicks him to make sure he's dead. Again, that was another uh, tension thing. You thought he was going to like right. put up a fight. Again, just... exactly. The same <laughs> idea that you think... I guess the idea is that it's supposed to be keep us guessing, but like any of these would have been yeah, well developed think, plot points, right? But it just never they just keep I taking think, them away. Yeah, right. I was gonna say I think I think originally he was supposed Ali was supposed to live, and I can't remember why they took it out, but anyway, because his arm got cut off. Yeah, she pick she picks up. Chris uh, grabs a machete. No, it was an axe. Chris grabs an axe. Yeah. Ends Jason with a blow to the head. Yep. And then we get another 3D shot with him trying to grab her. Right. right. Which the uh, the axe went through the the hockey mask, which is that cut is in his top mask. left forehead, right. and that's yeah. Uh, it's in it throughout scene. the rest of the. Yeah. Every time we see Jason from right. here on out in the hockey mask, there's that, that gash taken out of the right. the forehead. So Chris stumbles outside into a canoe. We get another homage to the first one where she floats out in a canoe. She wakes up the next morning and it gets this. This is the tail yeah. end of the movie, but it gets weird. We get Jason. She looks yeah. up in the barn. Jason's face appears in the window. He's with very excited to see her. Yeah, yeah. With, his like, head, with his creepy, head perverted still, smile. Right. Yeah, with his head still injured from the right. axe. Right. So that she apparently pulled out. Chris freaks out, starts paddling the boat away. Jason comes exploding through the door of the barn. <laughs> literally. Like, literally knocks it off its hinges. Right. Is running down toward her. That was actually, it was scary. I mean, it, it was, was, yeah, it was, was a creepy. scary like, scene. And then, and, then she get, and then she gets her canoe lodged over top of a log. Right. right. And then so this looks, was a pretty intense scene. That was. Yeah. At the tail end. And then suddenly, when she turns around again to look, not only is Jason not there, but the door that he just came barreling through right. is back on the frame and it's closed. Fully intact. Right. So about the time you think that she just imagined that, we get, yet again, homage to the first film popping out of the water, but this time it's Pamela Voorhees um, looking like she's been underwater for a while. Her gooey, warmy... With yeah, her you, head reattached. Yeah. Yeah, you somehow. almost... I didn't see it being her coming out, but you almost saw that coming, like right, somebody yeah. popping out of the water. I think it would have been better if Jason had popped out of the water. Right. Kid form. Or well, no. <laughs> but if it, or if uh, how many kids are in that water? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think they should have ended it when she turned around and saw that he wasn't there. Right. Then, then it's Jason that comes out of the water. After right, and her. then Jason comes out of the water. So then Pamela Voorhees, creature from the Black Lagoon, yeah, form, that was, pulls that her was into the water. Gnarly. And then we cut to the police standing outside the cabin saying. Oh, did you ever find out what she was talking about? A lady in the water? No, but she obviously lost all of her yeah. friends. So obviously all She's of this was a dream. Hole. We yeah. then get Chris being led out by the police out of the cabin, put into a police car where she starts laughing maniacally as she's being loaded into the police car and as they drive her Pretty away. Yeah, and 
she is not okay. And then we then get a close-up or a zoom-in shot of Jason with axe still in his forehead laying on the floor of the barn. So that hasn't changed. And then we get another, um, as all three films have ended, with a zoom-in shot of the lake. A little ripple. And that's the end. Roll credits. Yeah. Uh, here's something interesting. The guy who did the uh, 3D for this, uh, mm-hmm. Martin J. Sadoff, was the guy who also came up with the uh, hockey mask. Oh, Oh, cool. Uh, they, uh, well, they're trying to, they're trying different masks, and he actually had this in his trunk because he always had hockey gear with him. He was a big hockey fan, cool. and he ended up pulling out a goalie mask of Detroit Red Wings hockey mask. Cool. And so they end up modifying it, and that's how you get, that's how we end up with the mask. That's I'm awesome. gonna, I'm gonna leave you guys with this fun fact. Most people don't know that Shelly is also its Pat. Are you serious? Oh, I could see that. No, it is not. No, but that that's... I, I was going to say. Oh. Okay. For the, for listeners out there that are wondering about... I, I, oh. I could not stop talking. <laughs> I could not end this podcast without again having to bring up the abomination of a character, which is Sherry Finkelstein. If, you're, if you have not seen the movie and you're wondering what Shelly looks like, think of It's Pat. <laughs> it's okay. a banana. Here's I'm gonna... Actually, I'm an only child. <laughs> So overall, looking at this movie, I'm giving it a grade of a C minus compared to the other two. I think the other two were better story-wise, but the plot in this one is what I'm giving a C minus. Shelly being in this is what's also giving it a C minus. I feel like they could have been much more clean on how they went about doing the plot for this one. It was kind of there was a lot of open open ends in this one. John Tell's official cinema grade. C minus. He barely passed. He is not grading on a curve. <laughs> Thanks you a lot, gotta earn it, Shelly. So part four uh, coming up next. Starting to get good. No more Shelleys in the next one. No Shelleys. God help you guys if there's another Shelly. <laughs> part four, the final Friday. The final Friday. This is where we start having several of the movies with the Tommy Jarvis saga begins. Stay tuned. Make sure uh, you leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. Let us know if if we missed anything. Let us know your thoughts. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.